Welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I am the host of the podcast, and we are continuing a series today. So I missed an episode last week, if you did not catch that, because it was Thanksgiving, and it was just uh, a week where I took some time with family, and uh, it was a great week, and I hope you enjoyed yours as well. But I'm going to get back into our series on emotions, where we're taking a biblical view of emotions, and I'm, I'm giving sort of a title to this series called All the Feels, where we are taking a look at some of the some of these emotions that we deal with on a daily basis and asking the question, how do we deal with them from a biblical perspective? And so I began the series. Uh, the last episode is where I just gave a, a general overview of a biblical idea of how we should think about emotions in general. And so now for the, the next few weeks, I'm going to tackle some of these specific emotions. And today we're going to be tackling the emotion of fear. Now, this is an emotion that we all deal with, I think, pretty differently. And, and that may be true of, of a lot of the emotions that we feel. We all have different ways that we experience emotions. But some of us um, respond in fear very differently than others. Some of us have a crippling fear. Some of us have kind of this internal fear that we don't ever really talk about, but we know that it's there. Um, and, and some of us are just somewhere in between that spectrum there as well. But I want to talk about fear and I want to talk about some, some other emotions or responses that we have to fear that we may not necessarily tie to fear, but I think they're almost directly tied into that. And, and those are the emotions of anxiety um, and even worry. And, and, I, and again, anxiety and worry are not necessarily emotions in and of themselves, but I think they are often our response to fear. There's a biblical counselor who said that fear is a God-given emotion. When our mind alerts us to danger, real or perceived, that, that's fear. There, there can be a right fear. If you um, are, are standing on the top of a mountain and you are in a, a dangerous, slippery place where you may slip and fall down the mountain, that's, it's right to be afraid of that, right? If you're in a situation in traffic where somebody's coming over into your lane and they're about to hit you in your car, you have a moment of fear and, and that's a right fear because we need to have things that alert us to danger at times. But there's an unhelpful, ungodly fear that um, lacks a trust in the Lord that begins to look at every situation in our lives and have a fearful response because we don't know what's going to happen. And we think worst case scenario in, in so many situations, those kind of fears are, I think, unbiblical. And those are the fears that we need to address and that we need to tackle. And this same biblical counselor said, Anxiety is what we feel when our body is responding to the emotion of fear. And worry is the thought process that mulls over and gives power to the object of our fear. So when a fear sets in, we begin to have anxiety about that fear. And, and what we often label as anxiety in our lives really can be tied to very often, maybe not always, but very often a fear that we have. If you are anxious about your finances, for example, then you, your fear, the, the source of that may be a fear that your family is going to end up on the streets or that you're going to um, not be able to pay your bills. I mean, there may be different fears that would be attached to that. So anxiety is something that creeps out of fear. And then worry is kind of this ongoing mulling over that we do constantly where we're consistently thinking about and dwelling on our fears. And that, that begins to cause us to worry. And anxiety and worry are things that Jesus tells us not to do. So we have the very famous passage in Matthew chapter 6, verse 20 where Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink or about your body, what you'll put on. And think about that for a minute. 
Jesus says, don't be anxious about these things that you need to survive. Don't worry about, don't be fearful that you're going to lack these things in life that you need, food, clothing, right? These are things that that we need. And yet Jesus says, don't be anxious about them. Why? Well, he goes on in verse 26 and he says, or excuse me, at the end of verse 25, he says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And you might want to be tempted to say, well, sure, Jesus, but I still really need those things, right? And so that's why he gives us the promise in verse 26. So look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not a more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? You can put fear in the place of anxious in that verse. Which of you, by being fearful, is going to add a single hour to your life? And he, he, he reminds us of the caring love of our Heavenly Father. He says, if your Heavenly Father takes care of the sparrows of the air and the flowers of the field, he goes on to say, how much more will he take care of you? If he does those things, how much more will he take care of you, the one who's been made in his image, the one that he has showered his love and his grace upon, the one for whom he gave his son? And this is where Paul says in Romans chapter 8, if he's given us Jesus, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And that, that doesn't necessarily mean that anything you want, God's going to give you, or anything even that you think you need, God's going to give you. But it does mean he's going to take care of his children. He's going to make sure that you have the most important things. He's going to, first and foremost, make sure that you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1 tells us that. But then even out of that, David says in the book of Psalms, he says, I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. He's not saying he's never seen a righteous person in need. He's saying, I've always seen God take care of his people. And those that worry and are anxious about these things, ultimately what we're doing when we experience fear in our lives, um, it can be tied to one of two things, I think. Uh, number one, it's, it's revealing what we truly value when we're fearful, right? When we become fearful about uh, finances, for example, to use the example I used earlier, we sometimes, not, not always, but very often, I think we're showing when we're fearful about our finances that what we value most is being secure financially. And being secure financially is a very good thing, and it's something that we should pursue wisdom in and making sure that we are. But, but when we fear and when we constantly worry and have anxiety about uh, the bottom line of our checking account, then it, it's revealing that ultimately what we value most is money and possessions. And you might say, come on, you're, you're being a little bit ridiculous here because I, I need these things to survive. Yes, we do. And again, we have to make sure that we take care of our families. We have to make sure that we pursue financial responsibility. But when we find ourselves in difficult times and we find ourselves fearing, we begin to show that what we value the most is not trusting the Lord, is not, we, we, we actually also begin to show uh, the secondly here, not just what we value, but we, we begin to show our view of God, that God, we, we, we are acting as though we believe that God is not a caring heavenly father who takes care of the needs of his children. And let me, let me be clear. I'm not saying that any kind of concern about your financial situation, your relationships, the safety of the people around you, um, any kind of concern for the events of our world that's going on. I'm not saying that concern about these things are wrong. I'm not saying that paying attention to these things and making sure we monitor what's happening is wrong. But when we allow that to lead us to fear and anxiety and to worry, that's when we're showing that we don't really trust the Lord. 
and this is not a condemnation for anybody listening to this, by the way, this is speaking to my own heart as well, because I think this is all of us. All of us have something or multiple things in our lives that we tend to be fearful about, that we tend to be anxious about and worry about. Even myself, for a lot of my life, I've considered myself to not be a very easily stressed person or an easily anxious person. But there are things that I worry about. I worry about taking care of my family. I worry about the safety of my children and my spouse. I, I worry about the direction of our lives. And sometimes I worry about the direction of our church. And all these things are, are things that, that can lead to worry for me. And I have to remind myself that it's in those moments that I'm not trusting the Lord. I need to... Yes, be wise in these areas of my life. And yes, make sure that these things are taken care of. But, but my trust needs to not be in myself to be able to take care of these things. My trust needs to be in the Lord. You've, you've probably heard people say before that, that the command that's repeated most often in the scripture is fear not. Um, now, the Bible often speaks of the fear of judgment that we don't need to be afraid of, right? We have that famous verse in 1 John chapter 4 that says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. John's talking there about those who fear judgment. And maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you as a Christian sometimes fear that you're going to stand before God's throne one day and you're going to be condemned because you just weren't a good enough Christian. You, in that case, need to remind yourself of the love of God for you, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the, the one who has been perfected in God's love, the one who has been saved by Jesus, does not need to fear judgment. But I also think that that principle then plays out into other areas of our lives as well. If you have a heavenly father, this is what Jesus is saying in Matthew 6. If you have a heavenly father who loves you that much, that he would send his son to die for you. If you have a heavenly father that has numbered the hairs of your head, he knows you're waking up and you're lying down. He knows your thoughts even before you think them. And he cares about these things and he invites you to cast your cares upon him. If all of these things are true, then you don't have a reason to fear and to worry. Um, I want to address something else in this conversation because you may hear what I'm saying and think that you're just an absolute failure as a Christian if you ever experience fear and worry and anxiety. I do believe that when we trust the Lord, it, it expels our fears. I do believe that when we place our hope in Christ, when we allow our faith in God to triumph over our fear, we begin to fear less and less. But I also believe that this is a part of the brokenness of fallen sinful men. I believe this is still a part of our sinful flesh, that it wants to, it, our flesh leads us to fear and to worry. Our flesh is constantly pulling us away from the Lord. So I think in some sense, um, as long as we're here on earth and we're still battling our flesh, we're always going to have things that, that pull us us in this way and cause us to want to fear. So I'm not suggesting that you can become perfect in this area just by saying, well, I just trust the Lord because that's the other thing. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that this is a, this is something you can just fix overnight. This is something that we have to daily do that. We daily get up and we remind ourselves that, that we are loved by our heavenly father, that he takes care of us. And therefore we have nothing to fear. You probably need to do more than just remind yourself of it daily. You need to remind yourself of this moment by moment. It's a, it's a truth that we have to fight for in our souls. So again, I'm not saying you can become perfect in this. I'm not saying that uh, you can become a person who just doesn't fear anymore, but you can become someone who relies on your heavenly father, who trusts in your heavenly father. And I think that we need to uh, consistently be on our knees before the Lord. And, and here's the principle. 
that scripture, I believe, gives us. I want to go to uh, Philippians chapter 4 really quickly. I just thought of this, so give me a second here to pull it up so that I can quote it accurately for you. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But, so instead of being anxious... In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. Don't be fearful. Instead, pray. Pray with thanksgiving. Pray to the Lord and rejoice in the Lord always. And let let your reasonableness be known to everyone around you that you're not a fearful person, but you're a person of faith. And make sure you remember that the Lord is at hand. He's got you. He's going to take care of you. Make sure that you remind yourself of these things. And with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the answer to our fear and our anxiety and our worry. And, and that sounds so simple. I'm not trying to make it sound oversimplistic, but I'm saying that, that our fear reveals what we truly value and it reveals what we really think about God. So when you fear, ask yourself the simple question, why am I afraid? And then ask yourself the question, do I believe that my heavenly father will take care of me? Do I believe that my heavenly father knows my fears, knows the things that I'm worried about and that he is able to take care of me? If I believe that, then I need to actively pursue trust in those truths. I need to actively remind myself of these truths and, and impress on my heart uh, the word of God and allow the word of God to wash over me and remind me that I should not be anxious about anything, but instead in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make my requests known to God. I think one of the biggest remedies to fear is thankfulness. I really believe that. Because when we remind ourselves of all the things that we have to be thankful for that the Lord has done for us, it reminds us of his faithfulness and it reminds us how good he has been to us and that he will continue to be good to us. And here's the thing. Let me begin to close with this thought. If your worst fears came true, um, and I don't want to say that without exception because some of us fear judgment and we're, we're never going to experience God's judgment if we are children of God. But if your worst fears about the things of this life come true, the things that you're really, really worried about, you have to ask yourself the question, do you believe that even if you lost everything, even if some of your worst fears were to come true, would that mean that God is not God anymore? Would that mean that God is not good anymore? Because even if he doesn't, uh, deliver you from your situation in the way that you think he should, even if he doesn't, he is still good. He is still God. He is still able to, able to do exceedingly abundantly far beyond anything you could ask or think. You can trust that. You can believe that. So we need to fight our fears by reminding ourselves of the care of our heavenly father, by having thankful hearts to the Lord for who he is and what he's done for us by continuing to, by prayer and supplication, make our requests known to the Lord so that the peace of God can, can fill our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I hope that this has been not just encouraging for you, but I hope it's been practical and something that you can you can remind yourself of continually um, and that this is something that you can begin to work into your own life. Um, and, and I 
thank you as always for listening to this episode. I'm going to continue this series next week um, as we dive into a few other emotions. Uh, some of the ones that I have are things like anger and sadness and joy that I want to dive into. So um, if this is a blessing to you, I'd, I would appreciate it if you would share this with somebody that you know, uh, share it on social media, give a rating or review wherever you listen to the podcast that helps as well. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Um, that also helps uh, other people see uh, this as well. But thanks for listening to another episode of Hold Fast. I will be back next week, Lord willing, with another another episode. God bless.